1: listeners, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Living Scriptures. We've had a break for a while, but it's good to be back in this space, and um, we're recording uh, from Plains FM studio. It's a nice, sunny, 20 degrees day in Christchurch, New Zealand today. Um, The Living Scriptures is a Christian talk show. Um, It's designed to address uh, issues in our life and uh, relate the scriptures that is the Bible, the Word of God, to finding solutions to the challenges we face daily. In case you don't know, God cares about every single detail of your life, and so everything is covered with the Word of God. My name is Morenike Oladeinde, and with me in the studio, as usual, is Pastor Charles Oladeinde. Um, Our Living Scriptures today um, is theme, Facing Your Giants, Facing Your Giants, or what you could also call Facing Life Challenges. Are there people that face giants in the Bible? Yes both physical giants and even some other forms of giants. But today we'll be looking at a physical giant. Of course, there are all quite a number of issues, you know, that can come up in our life today that can serve as a giant to us. But we're looking at the story of David from 1 Samuel chapter 17, then Verse 45, Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, a spear, and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have taunted. This day the Lord will hand you over to me, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. And I will give the corpses of the army of the Philistines this day to the birds of the sky and the wild beasts of the earth so that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel and that this entire assembly may know that the Lord does not save with a sword or with a spear for the battle is the Lord and he will hand over to us, was an assured way for someone to talk about facing his giants. High and mighty are the things we must confront along our destiny path. Daring and scaring are the enemies that calls us to a halt. And down they must fall, vanquished by faith in him that is far above all, called the Almighty. As we journey through life, there are giants on our ways. So, dearly beloved, don't stop. Don't give up. What are you expected to do? It may sound funny. It may sound tricky. But face your giants. Facing your giants. Miracles when you move. Such an easy thing for you to do.
0: Yeah, thanks, Morenike. Facing your giants, yeah. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 45, once again, Then David said to the Philistines, You come to me with a sword, a spear, and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have taunted." Welcome, my dear listeners. It's a new day with new hopes and with new expectations. Do you know that the surprising things of life is that who and what we call the giants are not the giants. Those things are mere masks before they, behind the giants. For instance, Goliath was just the mask of a giant. When David confronted Goliath, he was confronting something else. He was confronting a strong army with a giant in the forefront. It wasn't just Goliath that David was confronting. He was confronting the whole army of the Philistines. It was also confronting intimidation in the valley with the giant's face. Intimidation just put on a giant face and came along to challenge the whole of the children of Israel. And it was a very long period of intimidation. How long do you think? 40 days. 40 days. The giant with the face of an intimidation came out and said, Who among you can confront me? Come and fight me. Do you know sometimes life pitches us against people, personalities, and circumstances that seems to intimidate us consistently? Imagine yourself facing intimidation for 40 days. That is a giant to confront, my dear listeners. What do you do, for instance, with a financial embarrassment that will not leave? That is what we call giants. Fear. Fear and fear. Or to be afraid, to be scared, or greatly afraid, are all the words that Scripture uses to describe being afraid. That's another giant, my dear listener. Let me help you to understand what I'm talking about. Statistically, we're told that Goliath is about six cubits, one span in height. That is 9.75 feet, or nine feet, nine inches tall. Goliath's spear. A loan is about 600 shekel, according to the scriptures, of 15 pounds or 6.8 kg. That is, ma- that is big, huge. So imagine yourself waking up in the morning and a giant that is about 10 feet tall comes knocking on your door, challenging you to a fight. Having a 6.8 kg spear in his hand, you will run. But what we are telling you, you don't need to run. Face the giants. You might be successful just like David was. Number three, that giant has the face of reproach. He was speaking the voice of reproach to David and the people of Israel. He was actually using the strategy of reproach. Shame. Don't be afraid. Don't let the enemy intimidate you. Facing your giant. No,
1: you never lost the battle. And I know... You Welcome back
0: In 1 Samuel chapter 17 verse 45 once again Then David said to the Philistines You come to me with a sword, a spear and a javelin But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts The God of the armies of Israel Whom you have now taunted Let me look at natural characteristics of faith like a child Because I look at the way David confronted uh, the giant He was a child, he was a 17-year-old young man, and confronted an adult that that was a giant. And I felt like sometimes you need to have a faith like that of a child to be able to confront your giant. If you confront your giant the way the giant expects you to confront it, you might lose. Let's look at some of the characteristics, nature of David that made it easy for him to defeat the giant. David appears stupid. Yes, very stupid. Because if you look at this world that we live, or the scenario of this world that we live, if you have to be a wrestling match, or a boxing match, or an MMA match, and a seventeen-year-old man is a young man is challenging a forty or forty-five-year-old man, they're going to tell him you are going on a, on a suicide. Yes, what he did was very stupid. But do you know sometimes the power of faith could be very stupid. Number two, David was ignorant, and he was unreasonable as well. The part of faith could be be lined up with a lot of things that you don't even know. It is better not to know when you want to use your faith than to know and not do anything at all. Number three, David was anxiety-free. He was less anxious. He just had this resolute faith in his God that I'm going to defeat my giant and I'm going to come out alive. Number four, David was ever-trusting and restful. He told the story of how he confronted a bear, all alone as a young man, a teenager, he told the king, Saul, how he confronted a lion and ran the lion into pieces. And he told the whole of the children of Israel, said, look, this Goliath man, the giant is going to be like these two animals that I fought and conquered. He was trusting. It was faith, ever faithful. And he was thankful to God also in anticipation that he's going to defeat his giant. David was also ignorant and assuming. He was ignorant and assuming. He was exuberant. Let me put it that way. Can you imagine telling a child whose father, earning a minimum wage, could not even afford a car, and the father come around and said, look, I'm buying you a plane in your next body," The child is going to believe. And that's how David was. He believed in his God. And David, number seven, was worry-free. If you are going to confront your giant in the remaining part of 2023 please be worry free facing your giants
1: Welcome back, dear listeners. As you know, we always have illustrations to use for every one of our podcasts. Today's illustration is from the book called The Body Keeps the Score uh, by One Major Doubting, and it's titled part of our unit. Bessel van de Kolk offers a body paradigm for dealing with trauma. Throughout his professional career, van de Kolk was work closely treating soldiers suffering from PTSD, a consequence of witnessing the unimaginable horrors of war. In his service, he observed a common pattern in his group sessions. At the opening session for a group of former Marines, the first man to speak flatly declared, I do not want to talk about the war. I replied that the members could discuss anything they wanted, After half an hour of excruciating silence, one veteran finally started to talk about his helicopter crash. To my amazement, the rest immediately came to life, speaking with great intensity about their traumatic experiences. All of them returned the following week and the week after. In the group, they found resonance and meaning in what had previously been only sensations of terror and emptiness. They felt a renewed sense of the commandership that had been so vital to their war experience. They insisted that I had to be part of their newfound unit and gave me a Marine captain's uniform for my birthday. Later, I led another group this time for veterans of Patton's army, men now well into their seventies, all old enough to be my father. We met on Monday mornings at 8 o'clock. In Boston's winter snowstorms occasionally paralyzed the public transport system. But to my uh, amazement, all of them showed up even during blizzards, some of them trogging several miles through the snow to reach the VA clinic. For Christmas, they gave me a 1940 GI issue wristwatch. As has been the case with my group of Marines, I could not be their doctor unless they made me one of them. What stands out is that this group were all willing to face your fear, just as we're encouraging you today to face your giants. And I want you to know that you cannot face your giants unless you accept the Lord Jesus Christ into your life today. That is why we never like to close a broadcast without giving you the opportunity to become a son and a daughter of God if you are yet to be one. Just close your eyes and pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. Please forgive my sins and give me the gift of eternal life. I ask you into my life and heart to be my Lord and Savior. I want to serve you always in Jesus' name. Amen. have prayed this prayer from your heart, I can assure you that you are now born again. Welcome to the family of God. Join us this morning at Fresh Anointing International Church, 80 Fitzgerald Avenue City Center in Christchurch by 10 a.m. for a life transforming service and prayers if you need one. You can write us at nz at gmail.com. Please tell us about your testimony and you can also ask us a question about today's subject or previous episode. Please like and follow us on Facebook, Fresh Anointing International Church, NZ, and also on Instagram. This program was brought to you by the Gospel theme of the fresh anointed international church, Christ Church. God bless you. Let your living water
0: flow.